Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host with the most, the Honey Badger, here to give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business, as well as other things. Boy, uh, today's episode is going to make me very uncomfortable because I'm probably going to get in trouble with some folks in my inner circle, uh, as well as uh, RV factory folks. We're talking about executives at the RV factory level. And I'm going to ruffle some feathers with dealerships and customers. So buckle up. Uh, if you're easily offended, and I'm, I'm not going to cuss as much, guys. I've made it a, a statement that I'm going to cuss less. I did one episode where I went F-bomb crazy, and uh, I've promised myself I'm not going to do that anymore because even though it was good to get it off my chest, it really wasn't something I should have done. Now, I did cover some of this in my regular channel, in my main channel for the February update, but there are things that I'm going to discuss it's going to be uncomfortable. So I want to make sure you understand that you need to listen to the entire episode or you're going to miss out on some context. So whether you're watching this on YouTube, listening to this on Spotify, <clears throat> pardon me, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, I also want to start out with thank you for, um, I really want to thank you guys, the listeners, real quick. Because we just crossed over 10,000 downloads. Now, that's not including YouTube. YouTube is its own thing. But we crossed over 2,000, or sorry, we crossed over 10,000 downloads uh, yesterday. And uh, I never thought I would get there. And I got there because of you guys and your support. So I thank you so much for that. Um,. <laughs> well where do i start well i start i'm gonna start with this i'm finding out through colleagues of mine that the knuckleheadness going on between the rv factories and the rv dealerships is like going 88 miles an hour in a DeLorean from Back to the Future. The RV factories, a lot of the executives right now, are living in a fantasy land that it's 1989 again and everything's all good and and graffiti and vanilla ice and, and uh, apparently uh, MC Hammer's still big as well. Billy Idol's at the top of his game. If you can't tell, I'm Generation X. <laughs> but they are in another stratosphere of fantasy land. Like, you could literally make a, a movie like Willow about these guys. They're so out of touch with what's really going on that more than likely we're going to go through an era over the next probably three to four years where... RV dealerships, we're talking about mom and pop dealerships, are going to close their doors. Because they're getting tired of it. There's an exhaustion point, guys. So, I want to start with something. Customers will never believe me. Well, most of you will. Let me rephrase that. Most of you will believe me about this. But there's a small percentage of you that are going to tell me that I'm full of crap and tell me that I'm just an idiot. Nobody on the airwaves that works directly in the business gives you the transparency I do. Not even Josh the RV nerd. Most of you on my main channel and most of you here on the podcast, whether it's you know, you're listening in your car or in your earphones or watching me on YouTube. The majority of you, if you guys commented on that, like, holy crap, you just dove out the information. RV dealerships are hurting. They've been hurting since COVID. 
Now you're, you're probably going, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about the jacked up pricing during COVID? Okay. The jacked up pricing during COVID is what screwed dealerships up really bad. Okay. I'm going to give you who made, first of all, I want to start with this. I keep getting a bunch of people telling me that it's the greedy dealerships are the problem. First off, I want to make this perfectly clear to you. For the last 18 months, since pretty much middle of 2022, actually spring of 2022, we're talking about right around mid-April of 2022, to even today, and probably for the foreseeable future, dealerships have been going out of business, taking humongous losses, and selling out their dealerships to bigger corporations because the stress level is way beyond anything you can comprehend. Now, they it's not like the car business. It's nothing like the car business. I understand people when they go, greedy car dealer, greedy car dealer. Okay, I understand why you say it. But let me tell you something. And this is something very personal to me. If I told you today that you have to go to work for 30 days every single month, 30 out of 31, 29 out of 30, 27 out of 28 in February, but you're only going to get paid for two of those days. And if you don't go to work for the rest of them to get your two days of pay, you're not going to have anything. You're not going to have a job. You know what? You have that luxury to tell me to go up myself. You have the luxury of being able to tell you, you know what? Go to hell. The owners of these RV dealerships are not making money. The greedy dealer is losing money. Hand over fist. Do they deserve it? Maybe. Have they deserved it for a year and a half? No. So let me rewind myself a little bit. Let's go back to the COVID lockdowns. Let's go back to the hyperinflation. Which, by the way, is still stagnant a little bit, right? It's still hanging in the air. We can tell at the grocery store and at the gas pump. RV dealerships were at a reasonability factor until right around the end of 2020. Were prices higher? Yes. Supply, demand. There wasn't enough supply in 2020. Okay? There wasn't even a normal supply in 2020. Now, if you want anybody to blame, you cannot blame the dealership. You cannot blame necessarily the RV factory. I'll get to them in a minute. Who you need to blame are the people that sell the glue, the wood, the metal, the appliances. Those are the folks that jacked up the prices on the wholesale side to every industry. And that's a fact, folks. You may not like that fact. You probably do want to have somebody locally that you can put a face to to blame for everything. But these folks are behind the scenes. You never see them. You'll never know who they are. They were making money hand over fist during COVID-19. Their profit margins were through the roof and didn't slow down until the world slowed down. Folks, this is everybody that makes microchips for the Xboxes, the Playstations, your cars. This is all the wholesalers. They control the prices, not the dealership. 
the dealership can only control what their profit margin is. And if you don't want to hear this, I know it's something you don't want to hear, but dealerships have to make money on you when they sell an item to stay in business. What has been happening over the last 18 months doesn't happen. Dealerships are borrowing money from banks, looking for investors. For example, you guys notice something? Blue Compass, who used to be RV retailers, bought 100 stores during the lockdowns, right after the lockdowns. Now they're out there reaching, trying to get capital so they can sell off their aged inventory. In the, the big corporate stores are looking for investors and ways to save money so we can get through this crappy situation everything's in. And do you know who wins? You do the customer. But a lot of you are too emotional to realize the good deals are out there. And now the banks voluntarily, two of the banks voluntarily lowered their interest rate without the Fed lowering the rate. So they lowered their profit margin. So folks, blaming everything on greedy dealer, greedy business owner, greedy person. I'm sorry, owners, entrepreneurs deserve to make money. They put all the risk, all the work, all the effort. I don't hate billionaires. I don't hate millionaires. I look up to them. Because I'd love to be in the position they're in. Are there bad eggs? Absolutely. Are there mean, nasty, bad people in the RV dealership realm? Absolutely. Is it every single one of them? Absolutely not. I personally know 15 owners that are right now suffering and can't sleep at night. Because they have either hundreds of employees. In one case, one of the dealers I know has hundreds of employees he feels responsible for. And he can't pay his bills because he has a choice. Either he sells all the inventory and gets rid of it at complete losses. Or he shuts down his store. We talked yesterday. We talked for two hours yesterday. And I'm not going to tell you who he is because I'm not going to break his confidence like that. He sold his dream house and put all the money back into his payroll account so he could have his, his people cash a paycheck. So don't tell me. Don't tell me, greedy dealer. Don't tell me dealer greed is the problem. That's not the problem. Greed is good in a lot of respects. The problem is the ego of the factory executives. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with greed. Every one of those factory executives from every single level of all the mothership companies have more money than they can spend because they worked their butts off for 20 to 30 years and one of them who just recently retired worked 360 out of 365 days a year. He took a five-day vacation every year to go fishing in Montana. That's it. Every day. And he is—he never shut off his phone. 
I remember one time I talked to him over the phone. This is the executive, okay? I'm talking to him over the phone. I go, hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm in London right now. My wife wanted to go to London. I go, what do you have your phone on for? He goes, because I got to work. I take my laptop. I take my hotspot. I take my cell phone. I make sure I have international calling. He says, most of the time I spend the time in the hotel. I find the hotel wherever my wife wants to go shopping and go spend her little mini vacation. I find a hotel and I never come out of it. Do I suggest everybody does that? No. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that most of these guys worked their tails off for 20, 30 years and they got a ton of money and they stashed it away. So now it's all about ego. That's reality. The ego of the guys at the very top who don't want to help the dealers. That's the reality. And they're not being special. Camping World is borrowing money to keep all their stores open. That's a smart move. Some stores are doing well, some stores aren't. The expansion that there was has come to a halt because they're using all their capital to take losses and keep their people paid. So greedy corporation, get out of here, man. Am I the biggest fan of Camping World? No, I'm not the biggest fan of Camping World. But I'm not going to bash them. They're trying to keep their people paid and employed. I'm not going to bash anybody like that. Will I bash an owner that is greedy as hell and decides to fire all his people and close his doors? Yeah. I know of several of those guys who just one day went up to their employees, gave them a check, said, adios, I'm out of here. I'm going to go retire on an island. But give some respect to the dealers that then just take a big paycheck from a large corporation and go retire on an island. Nothing wrong with retiring on an island, but the guys that stuck it out, I have more respect for them than I do for the guys that cashed out and gave the middle finger to the world. Here's the biggest problem, guys. You have dealerships are taking absolutely getting hammered on expenses. My boss, his expenses for the dealerships cross over $1.2 million. Do you really think there's $1.2 million in profit out there taking losses, selling 2023 inventory? And last year selling 2022 inventory? No. And that's not $1.2 million a year. That's $1.2 million a month. When we start the first of every month, we are $1.2 million in the hole. There's not a million two out there of profit. Was there in 2017 and 18? Absolutely. Because what would happen is if you had seven stores and $1.2 million divided up and you figure out how much profit you need to make to keep the doors open and then anything after that went into the owner's pocket. So my owner has been able to put away some money. Now he's writing, writing checks out of his own bank account to cover all of our losses. And don't think others don't. Guys, do not think that your local dealer, and I'm going to name a few, don't think Apache Camping in, in the Washington and Oregon area are safe. Don't think Curtis Trailers, which is one of my personal favorite dealers. Apache and Curtis were two of my favorite dealers when I was a coachman rep. Don't think that they're just all of a sudden healthy. 
I could tell you right now that they're losing sleep every single day because they have to look at the money they're losing on every single deal. Don't think that Bobby Combs, RV, that those managers and Bobby himself are not sh crapping their pants right now. It, it's, it's not fun, guys. But is the juice worth the squeeze? Absolutely. Because when we get through all this, if the factories wake up and went, whoa, you know, maybe we should participate in these losses a lot more than we are. Because they're not participating, guys. Participation means you cover a check for at least half. Now, I said this in my main channel. I'm not expecting the factories to cover 100% of the dealership's losses. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm telling them, or what I'm trying to convey to them, is they're 50% responsible for shoving this inventory down everybody's throats. The dealers are 50% as well. So cover half. If they covered half, We probably would have been through this already. That's all ego. That has nothing to do with money. That's all ego on their end. Hey, guess what? Pound the chest. Oh, I didn't have to give away more than 200 bucks to for a dealer to take a $10,000 loss to move one of my pieces. And I made him reorder to get that 200 bucks. It's like a bunch of freaking high school kids trying to one-up each other. That's basically how it is. And now you got Grand Design screwing up the industry even worse with their frame flex problem. Now I've talked about this before, but let me go one step further because now people are leaving me messages saying that on the Facebook groups, Grand Design is having anything tagged with them in it about frame flex deleted good luck deleting me grand design good luck el presidente lemion good luck getting me deleted good luck getting me canceled i am not going to stop talking about this now i want to start here if you don't know what frame flex is there's several definitions for frame flex and the problem with it Frames naturally flex no matter what going down the road. They're designed that way. But what they're referring to, if you don't know, is the separation. There, there's a couple different ways. First, the most common people are talking about is the cracking in the fiberglass. The stress cracks uh, from either too much flex or not enough flex going down the road. So where these stress cracks happen is usually in the middle body of the coach. And we're talking about mainly fifth wheels, folks. We're not talking about travel trailers as much. Mainly fifth wheels. We're not talking about frames breaking, you know, the actual steel frame. We're talking about the actual framing of the sidewall, the framing of the roof, the framing of the cap of the fifth wheel. There's stress cracks, okay? Class C's used to have this problem, God, 2003, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Uh, Keystone, Montana went through this problem, okay? Excuse me one sec. Keystone, Montana today. Hold on, I'm going to blow my nose. I'm sorry, folks. I, I normally don't do this. My allergies are killing me. Oh, oh. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. Keystone Cougar went through it as well. Jaco Pinnacle went through it at one point in the early 2010s. Everybody's gone through it. It's not like nobody's gone through this problem. But you would think that Winnebago... And El Presidente would have learned from the problems that people were having prior. Now, is Grand Design the only one having frame flex issues? Absolutely not. I am not saying it's all Grand Design. But the super majority is momentum, solitude, and reflection. Now, obviously, they don't have this problem in the travel trailers. The Transcend, 
uh, and the Imagine actually are really good products. I actually like the Imagine, and I like the Transcend too. Are they my favorite? No, but I like them. But their fifth wheels are garbage. And all it's doing is making this entire buyer's market worse. Because now people associate fifth wheel with frame problems. So the other part of frame flex that I, I that that is not talked about as much but should be is the separation of the floors and the walls because the gluing process and attachment process in the plant is garbage. Because this is the problem, guys. Winnebago, Winnebago is probably top one, top two, if you're really a fan of Tiffin, top three motorhome builder in the world. They build a absolute bitchin' amazing motorhome. But it's run by a completely different side of Winnebago Industries than the travel trailers. And let me explain how that works, okay? Winnebago in the motorhome factories in Iowa build their own parts for the most part. So everything except for the chassis and the appliances is manufactured by Winnebago employees. When there's a, a warranty job on a cabinet or a warranty job on a fitting, a pipe fitting or a warranty job on a lot of the stuff that's made or that's in the RV, it is warrantied directly by Winnebago, not by a vendor. So Winnebago motorhomes are out of this world amazing, and I'd love to have them on my lot. They're great, great product. When they Winnebago Industries bought Sunnybrook years ago and started building travel trailers again, and they can't get it right, they're junk. They're absolute garbage. I would rather have a Gulfstream travel trailer than a Winnebago travel trailer. And Gulfstream is garbage as well, but it's better garbage than Winnebago. So now you have that towable side bought Grand Design. I knew when that happened, I knew it was just going to turn into a disaster. And I about want to go to the boys at Brinkley, who were originally Grand Design guys, slap them all in the face and go, what the hell did you do that for? Because Winnebago cuts all these corners during the gluing process. And now you have, when the frame flexes on these fifth wheels, momentum, solitude, reflection, there are people literally where the wall is separating from the floor and separating from the front cap. Now, the not most common is the separation between the subfloor and the floor inside the unit where it looks like the slide is popping off. And if you guys want a more of a visual, if you go, there's a lot of really cool people on YouTube that are full-time RVers that own Momentums and Solitudes and one guy with a reflection. And if you see, if you just look at their frame flex video of the problem they're having, every one of them have a kind of a different issue, but you kind of get the visual part of it. Okay. So, and by the way, they're going to do nothing about it. I mean, obviously they're deleting the record of people having this problem. And from what I'm understanding... And this is from you guys, the listeners, and the fans of the main channel. You guys have made it very clear to me that this isn't just a handful of problems. This is a major problem. And I'm finding out that I believe Liz Amazing is being silenced on this. Look, I'm not a fan of Liz Amazing, and she probably knows that. I, If she knows who I am, she knows I'm not the biggest fan because... You know, the, the old saying, sex sells, so does negativity. That's why I don't watch Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or Anderson Cooper or anybody from MSNBC because it's just all negative crap all the time. And it's a narrative. And that's how Liz Amazing feels. 
But you know what? If I were to talk to her right now, I would tell Liz Amazing, look, all I want you to do is focus in on trying to get El Presidente on my podcast and El Presidente on your channel, Mr. Lemon. And say, dude, you're the president of Grand Design and you won't put a stop to this stuff? Is all you care about is your pocketbook? Because your pocketbook's going to drain. Or do you have so much money now you could walk away and it doesn't matter to you anymore? Has your ego gotten that far? Probably. So, you know, when, when I never thought I'd ever talk about it because you know what? Uh, and, and let me let me go back one minute, okay? If you've listened to this podcast over the last two years, you know that I always said prior, prior to me talking about this stuff, that I've never been a fan of Grand Design. I don't want them on my lot. I don't want to sell them. And people would ask me why, 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 why? Well, and I wouldn't say anything. And the reason why I don't say anything is because, to me... There wasn't enough people out there complaining about it. And then last year in 2023, I just experienced so much crap that just built up in my stomach. I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Who really cares if people think you're just doing it because you don't sell it? You got to bash other products to sell what you got? I don't even try to sell my products on this podcast. I don't even try to sell anything on my lot on this podcast. But stay away, guys. The only way that this is going to get solved is if we stop buying Grand Design fifth wheels. If the industry... and it, it, The only way the industry is going to make any changes of all kinds is if we stop buying Grand Design products. If Grand Design products sat on the deal lot for the next two years, they'd have to make a change. They'd have to stop deleting Facebook posts. They'd have to stop trying to hide their problems. Now, maybe, maybe it's because Forest River and Thor Industries probably are so big they don't have time for that crap. And maybe it's just... Because there's rumors, there's a lot of rumors in my world saying that Grand Design, and this is a rumor, this is not fact, there's a rumor that Grand Design hired a 10-person team to scour the internet every day and delete anything negative about Grand Design off everything from Facebook to Instagram. Now, I have not gotten a notification yet. But somebody told me that's actually a YouTube influencer reached out to me and said, don't be shocked if YouTube tries to remove some of these videos. Don't be shocked if Spotify sends you just a letter saying that somebody's trying to remove your podcast. He says the only way that's not going to happen is if you build up that subscriber base so big. If you start getting more and more downloads, more and more shares throughout your entire um, platforms he says you'll be too big where they can't cancel you over something that's the truth it's hard to cancel somebody guys unless you do something absolutely stupid all I'm doing is speaking the truth but I'm not speaking the truth to be mean I'm speaking the truth to not, not to be a bully I'm speaking the truth because I'd rather see you I don't sell keystone fifth wheels okay but if I were out there to advocate anything, I would say that buy a Forest River fifth wheel or a Keystone fifth wheel. Or, guys, here's something I wish I could carry is the Paradigm by Alliance. I know Coley Brady myself. When Coley was the, we'll call him the head honcho of Heartland, this is years ago, they built one of the best fifth wheels in the market. Bighorn, Landmark, and Cyclone were the best. They were ugly as hell, but they were the best. They were the best built fifth wheel and fifth wheel toy hauler in the industry 
for like five years until Grand Design was bought out by Winnebago and then it all went downhill from there. I've already kind of said that in a different episode. If you want that episode, you got to scour through it because I don't even remember what episode I talked about it in. But I'll give you a short brief moment. As soon as Winnebago bought Grand Design in 2016, or I'm sorry, 2018, uh, they started just cutting corners automatically. Like they, like that Queen adapted Queen song. We really don't give a what? Bum, bum, bum. We really don't give a uck. You get my drift from there. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to drop a lot of F-bombs. Oh, man. So, we, we have to really... We have to decide what's more important in life. The pig or the lipstick. Okay? So, what I'm hoping for is that they fire Mr. Lemon, or he resigns, and they get somebody in there that's actually going to fix the problem. That's what I hope. Now, that all being said, hogs get fat, or sorry, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And Grand Design has been a hog, but they're not the only ones, guys. There's some hogs that have gotten really fat really easy just based on their name. And it's sad. I'm going to give you a story about why I'm just been an angry person lately. And the story goes like this. And I can't give you names. I can't give you companies. But if you're in the industry, you'll know who I'm talking about. There's a gentleman. We'll call him... We'll just say he's a big wig. And there's a guy, we're going to call him the medium wig. And the medium wig guy's been doing this for 37 years. Built up six brands to prominence a dealer advocate knew how to take care of the dealer knew how to be a good partner knew how to not be a good old indiana boy and i'm not talking that's nothing against people from indiana that's against the rv executives in indiana specifically they're good old boys they're hogs And this medium wig guy was more like a pig. And he learned how to get fat. Without a bunch of lipstick. And one day, he decides that he's going to merge a couple of brands together into a bigger brand. To keep these factory workers working. And to help cut the dealer inventory down. To where, instead of having five different brands that are very similar on a, on a dealer's lot. This is an example. It'll be down to two. Because all five brands are the same anyway in this respect. They build the same floor plans, very similar construction, very similar stuff. And try to condense the industry down. Because he could foresight that. It'd be better to do it that way. It'll also get the quality up. Because he's a big quality guy. He's a big guy that likes. He pays attention to his warranty stats. He's one of two guys at the factory level. That are medium wig guys. We'll call them. That they pride themselves. On their warranty departments. Which is very rare in this industry. Okay. And the big wig decided to tell the medium wig that it's his company. He'll do whatever the hell he wants 
and he's not going to allow him to do that. Now, of course, there were more words from what I understand than that, but that's a condensed version. And this gentleman, basically the medium wig guy, told the big wig guy, you know what, if you want to burn your company down, I'm not going to do it with you. And walked out. Hogs get, or pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Pretty interesting, right? Makes you think. Makes you wonder. And guys, I'm so sorry about the sniffling. My allergies are just out of control today. It rained like hell for like two days. And there's things blooming in the air. This is really something that... that that we need to look at when we look at ourselves and stop blaming the guy that's struggling the one thing that uh, the one thing that I can't stand is when people keep saying that somebody else is just so greedy so when a guy goes from living out on the streets in the back of a car and can barely afford to eat one meal a day to having $40 million in the bank and worked his way up and busted his butt and took every risk and worked his tushy off and now can has more money than he can spend. We hate that guy. We hate that woman. We hate that person. We hate success. We call it greed. We call it narcissism. We call all kinds of freaking names. And I'm not saying there aren't people like that, guys. I'm not telling you that there ain't greedy people out there that are beyond greedy. But profit is what makes the world go round. This UPS thing. And then I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired of influencers not reading damn articles before they go online i'm tired of it it pisses me off ups about to cut twelve thousand jobs zero of them are union zero union jobs are being lost so all those pay raises the teamsters negotiated not one of those people is going to lose their job these are mostly contractors and direct managers with UPS. They're condensing it down. They're restructuring. This is normal during a recession. But they could get those people hired if they just didn't pay their shareholders. Okay, fair enough. So I'll make you a deal. You go to work for free for one week a month and don't get paid by your employer. And then everything you've put into your 401k, you can't make a dime off of it one month out of the year. And then come back and see me. We are such hypocrites as human beings. Especially here in Western culture. We are just hypocrites. Myron from Fresh and Fit. Hypocrite. Brian from the Whatever Podcast. Hypocrite. Probably the only hypocrite that I don't hear being hypocritical is Bill Mayer and Joe Rogan. Now, I don't listen to a lot of podcasters, but it's like everybody that comes online from either the adult industry, the conservative side, uh, it's like, dude, really? The biggest hypocrites are the ones that make $100 million a year and then want to point the finger at corporate greed. Taylor Swift. Now, I don't mind people outpointing things like housing is out of control. Saying things like housing is out of control, groceries are out of control, gasoline's out of control. Perfect. Let's come together. Let's stop buying houses. Let's come together. Let's stop renting houses. Let's come together as a community and do something else to make a change. Not yell and scream corporate greed. You want to make something happen, stop spending the money. That's, that's how simple it is.
Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about with Grand Design. The only way Grand Design is going to make a change is if you stop buying their fifth wheels. That's a fact. If you started spending your money on Alliance, Keystone, Montana, uh, River, Forest River, Riverstone, uh, Mobile Suites, Jayco Pinnacle, and the entire industry stopped buying Grand Design fifth wheels, they'd make a change. But if you keep buying their product because it's so gorgeous and it's so unique and it looks so... But I know they tell me that's bad, but it looks so quality inside. But Taylor Swift touches my heart. Okay, if you don't like her, stop spending the money. If you don't like Myron from whatever, from Fresh and Fit Podcast, turn it off. If you're tired of the news lying to you, stop watching it. <laughs> I mean, these are just basic things. You want to hurt somebody, hurt their pocketbook. Perfect example is Bud Light. How long did Bud Light suffer for what they did? <clears throat> And, they, and I'm not just, just talking about the transgender thing. That thing didn't bother me much. I think, it, I think it was a little blown out of proportion in some respects. But we have a right to freedom of speech in this country. So we have the right to protest and, and, and um, boycott a brand because of a certain thing they did. Whether you're a liberal, whether you're a conservative, you have the right to boycott a brand. <clears throat> And that's the way they make changes. But Bud Light made more than that problem. They made more bad decisions besides that. They made some bad decisions that pissed off liberals. And they made some bad decisions that pissed off conservatives. And guess what? The beer didn't sell for a long time. They have to come out and rebrand themselves. And make a bunch of changes. In order to begin the healing process with the public. Otherwise, they would have completely gone out of business and faded out of the atmosphere. You want something to change, don't yell and scream greed. Stop spending the money. If you think Amazon is greedy, stop buying stuff on Amazon. Go on Spotify. Get up and go to the local Target or get up and go to your local mom and pop store. Go to your small business and spend your money rather than going to the big greedy corporation. You think Walmart's super greedy and always making all the money and you hate them? Okay, great. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that are opening up fresh produce and fresh meat and grocery stores. Are they more money? Of course, because they have to spend more money. Because they have to make a little bit more money on every single item to pay their bills. Walmart doesn't have that problem because they have infinite amount of income coming in because it's one of the largest retailers in the world. There's nothing wrong with supporting your local entrepreneur. If their baked beans are $1.25 and Walmart's is a dollar, would you wouldn't you rather spend a quarter more to support your local produce place? Those are the things that we just need to as a society that has nothing to do with politics, has nothing to do with what our gender is, has nothing to do with gender politics, has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's stuff that makes us and binds us and keeps us together as a community. Where it doesn't matter what our skin color is, it doesn't matter what our religion is, it doesn't matter what our sexual orientation is. None of that stuff matters when we come together as a community and we support each other. And what's not talked about is that's what capitalism is about. Capitalism forces us, true capitalism forces us to come together and build something. That's what our founding fathers, that's what our, our everybody from women's rights to the civil rights, 
to all that stuff that's been going on and still going on today. All the movements are still going on for equality. It's built around community. It's built around us coming together and making our country stronger. And the only way the United States of America is going to get stronger is it doesn't, and by the way, it doesn't matter who the hell the President of the United States is. That, that won't matter if every community came together and made their area stronger. Because if you make your, your small community stronger, whether it's your neighborhood, your local town, your little small city, whatever it may be, then it goes to the county level, then it goes up to a state level, and then it goes up to a country level. But when we allow the left and the right politically to divide us so they can continue to get rich and we continue to scream that they're greedy you-know-whats, that gives everybody that is a nasty, evil person, that gives them more power. But when we come together as a people, when we come together as a country, and we stop caring about what somebody's gender is, we stop caring and judging people on their race, their sexual orientation, their culture, their religion, when we stop doing that, and we embrace that we are all Americans, and we need to protect our country, protect our communities, and protect ourselves, we will get stronger. And no politician can ever destroy that kind of closeness. Until next time, have a good one.